gets flat. Oh my God. Oh, Bridge. Well, figure eight is in. Figure eight. Here's Oscar going to tap out. Oh my God. Here is your winner by submission. Flair has done the unimaginable. She is the new SmackDown Women's Champion heading to WrestleMania. Charlotte was on a mission to press WrestleMania just got a little bit more interesting. You're listening to the Chick Foley Show. We are, I think, 11, 11 days away. 11 days away from WrestleMania. Thank you, Sheena. Appreciate that. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. We, uh, I am live here in Baltimore. Sheena is out in Honolulu, Hawaii for the next couple months at least. Sheena, how are you? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. It has been the Mondayest Wednesday of all time. So, you know, I'm collecting myself and I'm excited to like sit down and just talk a little bit of wrestling and, you know, shake off this Mondayest Wednesday. Yeah, I got to work this morning at 630 and it's 10 p.m. now. So uh, it's been a oh, long man. day. Yeah, the big sale in the liquor business in one of my stores, but uh, it's over now. And now I get to the best part of the day. Best part of the week is talking wrestling with uh all you folks so uh pretty pretty big week as we head down uh we're almost a single digits now sheena on the road to wrestlemania and things got pretty interesting uh mm-hmm. but we yeah, have a pretty we, crazy we have a lot to cover on this week's episode we do want to uh give a shout out to everybody listening thank you guys we had another great episode last week a lot of good feedback you guys can hit us up at ask at gmail.com or shoot into uh uh, Sheena's DMs at Chick Foley on Instagram. We use the hashtag hashtag Ash Chick Foley, and uh, a lot of good stuff going on. We have a big announcement, Sheena. Why don't you announce it? Because um, I've been doing all the talking here. So um, we actually got reached out to by a, a friend of Chick Foley. I'm sure if you guys are familiar with any any of the internet wrestling community, you probably know this guy um, at the Wrestling Classic. Um, he's been a longtime friend of Chick Foley. I've been a longtime friend of the Wrestling Classic, and him and his business partner have started a new content, um, you know, sports and entertainment website and Instagram. It's called Wiretap. They're going to be you know, giving you all the need to know information on all of your sports um, and pop culture and all of those things. So definitely check them out. We're doing a, uh, you know, we're partnering with them now. So we are the official wrestling uh, podcast of Wiretap. So that's super, super exciting. Um, Phil and I were super honored to like partner with these guys and really bring you guys a lot more content and be able to expose the Chick Foley show to a lot wider audience, a lot broader audience. And uh, yeah, we're super excited. It opens up a lot of doors for us and for you guys. Nothing's going to change here on the show. We're still going to bring you guys weekly content. So nothing's changing for you guys. Um, you know, but we're hoping that, you know, this does allow us to expand our reach to bring in more Chick Foley fam. For sure. Yeah, that was the biggest question I got. What's going to change with the show? And uh, from what we're being told, absolutely nothing. We don't want to change anything with the show, and they're completely fine with that. They want to uh, put us on their platform. You can check them out at wiretap.com. Now it's W-Y-R-E-T-A-P.com. Only thing that might change, Sheena, is you might be able to find our episodes on their website, and maybe I, I would I would love to start writing some wrestling articles for them, get back into writing a little bit. So um, uh 
it's just going to be bonus stuff on top of what we already do. But, in, you know, instead of listening to us on iTunes or, you know, uh, Spotify and all that kind of stuff, we'll probably post our, our episodes in addition to those places on their website as well to get some added exposure. But, uh, yeah, it's only going to be good for us. They reached out to us. Uh, we're pretty excited about it. Hopefully it brings us some uh, some new exposure and new guests and new listeners and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah. That's good and you can know. find them. Yeah, you can find them on Instagram too at Wiretap Radio. Um, so it's at you know Wire W Y R E T A P R A D I O Wiretap Radio. So make sure you go following them. There, it's a it's a startup. So we're just getting going. Um, and you know, like I said, awesome things in the future. And we have so far since our last episode, we have five, six, seven new Patreon members. So Tyson Whoop. Tyson Trevino and Lane Thompson, welcome. You guys are part of the main event here you will get uh sheena's unboxing videos our exclusive patreon episodes uh, that we post and, and as well as uh, all their extra content there on patreon but i also want to give a shout out to cody sethman tj taylor kevin dickel aaron collins and as of 10 uh, five minutes ago Tyler Shesberg, he signed up as well. So you guys are all new members of the Foley family. Welcome. Uh, as you probably know, any any uh, Patreon subscriber, Sheena, uh, next week on our WrestleMania preview episode, we're going to give away a free Pete Dunn Mint on Card uh, elite figure to one of our Patreon members. So everyone who is a Patreon gets entered into that giveaway. Uh, so, yeah, pretty cool. We appreciate you guys uh, supporting the show and uh, hope you – uh, enjoy that extra content yeah for sure and um we also you can find our t-shirts over on prowrestlingtees.com we have a couple of awesome designs over there you can get them in multiple styles so make sure you check out our store over on Pro Wrestling Tees. um and also you know support the show if by uh rating subscribing review we are doing an elite uh, giveaway for an elite 63 Sami Zayn and kane figure um oh, for nice. new yeah so for new reviews so make sure if you haven't reviewed our show yet and given us that five star ski make sure you go over there uh rate us and give us a review and send in a a, um, a screenshot to the Chick Foley DMs. If you've already left a review, you can go update your review to um, be qualified for the uh, for the giveaway. But we'll be announcing that um, at the end of next week when we record. So make sure you do that, guys. It helps to support the show. It helps push it up in the in the iTunes rankings and get gets more eyes on us. Oh, for sure, and that yeah, that definitely helps us out a lot. We will be taking entries and new Patreon members up until the third of April. So anyone who subscribes uh, or adds on to us as a Patreon member uh, before the uh, end of the day on the th- well, the end of the day on the second, let's say so April second will be the cutoff. Uh, and basically, it's a dollar a month is the, is this the entry level, Sheena, and you're going to get next weekend, we're going to record an NXT TakeOver recap episode. You're going to get a shout-out on the show, just like those seven individuals did. You get entry into the Pete Dunn giveaway, and every week, uh, Sheena writes the notes for the show. I email those out to all our Patreon members, so, I mean, a buck a month. If you listen to the show, and you want to support us, that's really all it takes if you want to start at that and work your way up. That's cool, but uh, yeah, anyone from now until then that subscribes will be entered to that for that pete pete dunn uh elite figure so uh yeah we appreciate your support and uh don't forget to check us out on prowrestlingtees.com you can find our shirts up there as well so uh yeah that's all the uh the plugging and housekeeping we got to do let's get into raw and smackdown sheena and yeah. uh it was another building week and um at, at some points dragged a little bit but we had some good moments on both raw and smackdown what do you want to start with there's one uh big moment that we kind of kicked the show off with with the audio clip but uh, i'll see what you want to start with first 
Yeah, I say we kick it off with um, probably the surprise of the week was Charlotte, a Raw superstar, might I add, winning the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, I did not see this coming. Um, But after that big announcement, after the big announcement that the women were definitely going to be main eventing WrestleMania, um, you know, if you, if you had asked me last week, I talked about it on the show. I did not think that this, this match was going to be the last match of the night. I thought, you know, it was going to be a main event, quote unquote, every, you know, there's several main events in an eight hour WrestleMania show, but I didn't think it was going to close out the night. Well, come to find out I was wrong. This match is going to close out the night. Um, we will see one of these three women standing tall. Um, and Charlotte is going to be walking into that match, carrying the SmackDown women's championship, which kind of in my mind, like now I'm like, okay, like this is, this is big. This is huge. Like I'm ready to see this, this match close out WrestleMania. Um, and I'm wondering, I mean, they're still saying it's just for the raw championship, which is kind of a bummer, but I have a feeling at the go home show next week that could possibly change. I'm I'm con- I'm kind of confused. Why why does adding the SmackDown title make that match? I mean, they they announced it on Monday, I believe, that it was going to be the main event. So mm-hmm. why why do they need to add that title? Do you think it's just to add a little more, you know, validity to it, or to to make it to add to to subtract one more match from the card because now you don't have Asuka defending, so that makes the, maybe the the card a little bit smaller. I don't I don't think that match needs it. I feel like there's enough hype for that match right now as you announce it for the main event that i don't i don't think it needs that i don't mind that charlotte i'm glad that charlotte won i love charlotte but uh i i just i feel differently i don't think it really needs that yeah see i did like last week well you know i mean i was excited for the match we've known ever since we knew these three titans were gonna freaking clash at wrestlemania that this match is gonna be epic right the build-up has been questionable at times and it's been convoluted at times but um i feel like adding this championship like you said it does add some stakes and it adds some weight and it's like this is going to be like this is going to crown this is undoubtedly going to crown the best woman in wrestling you know, so with both championships and I mean, if they just keep it for the raw championship, I will think I, I will think a little bit differently. I'll be like, oh, well, that was kind of pointless to take, you know, to take the SmackDown women's title off of Oscar and give it to Charlotte. Um, but at the same time, like if they're going to do it to be a dual champ, like, you know, this is for both or if it's some sort of unification match, which I think would be incredible, which I called, you know, several months ago, uh, you know, for it to be a unification match. Um, I think that would be epic. So, you know, and also like, you know, breaking kayfabe here for a minute, you got to think like Charlotte and Rhonda and Becky are going to be doing all the rounds, right? They've already been on ESPN and Sports Center and all of that. So they're doing all the rounds for promos and all that stuff. And I mean, what better way to show off your you know, title belts than have Charlotte carry it while doing all of this promotion. Right. So, I mean, it is, it, in my opinion, like, you know, breaking kayfabe, it's, it's kind of a marketing thing too, right? Like here are these two title belts, yeah. um, that you're going to see on every, every major, you know, network like worldwide for, you know, the next couple of weeks. So. Yeah, that's true. And I, I, w- I would like to see them unify it. I think would add a little bit of uh, prestige to it, especially with the women's tag team belts now because you've really thinned out the ranks now with, with so many women being added. You know, Char- Sasha and Bailey being added to the, the tag team d- division. It kind of takes a, a couple of the d- contenders away from yeah. Raw. So I, I, think it, I think it's good overall. So, yeah, I, I think mean – 
I think you could, I think you could create, like, I, you know, I want a unification. I think there should be one world champ for the women's, right? Like one major championship. And then you could have a secondary championship, like maybe introduce some sort of like, you know, like something akin to the universe or the uh, U S title or the intercontinental title for the women, right? Like have a secondary title. Um, and then just have like the one women's title. And I think it should be like that for the men too. I feel like she's going to say the same thing. I think it would add so much value to intercontinental and the U S title. It would elevate them. Exactly. Yeah, so I think I I would love to see that. I know there was a lot. There's a lot of speculation going on right now about um, b- since this SmackDown Women's Title has been you know integrated into the main event now that there's this four horsemen image that everybody has in or four horsewomen image that everyone has in their mind with Bailey and Sasha and Becky and Charlotte holding up championship gold at the end of the night, and you know people are like that would be so mage, and I could not disagree more like I I do not want to see that one because let's 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 be real here we've talked about this on the show before that if they do that you know Bailey and Sasha and Charlotte and all that they're going to be crying they're Mm going to get flowers I think and they're trying to like you know cement this historical moment for women but if they truly want this to be an equal like an equal setting like they're going to crown like just like they would the men right treat the women exactly like you would the men freaking have one reigning champ at the end of the night holding up that title belt as the show closes, you know? Um, And don't make it corny and have, like, Stephanie come down and bring flowers and confetti and, you know, them holding each other's hands up. Like, Becky and Charlotte have been heated rivals this whole year. And then at the, like, if they're standing tall holding each other's hands up at the end of the night, you know, like, that to me is worse than... Roman saying like, oh, this isn't Roman speaking, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I hate it. I don't like the, you know, it, it really makes me like, you just want to suspend your disbelief and think like, this is this one badass and she's reigning supreme, right? Like this isn't about friendship. It's not about making history. It's about like being the best wrestler that you can be and being at the top of the mountain at the grandest stage of them all, you know? For sure. I will say that that Oscar Charlotte match was one of the best women's matches I've ever seen. That was an awesome match. And, and you wanted to talk about the, the Oscar fans kind of being up in arms. And I totally agree with you that, uh, you know, she, she's really, I think she's been in the WWE for a year, maybe a year and a half if, at, at most. So, I mean, I don't know. Yes. So for, I, I agree. The Oscar Charlotte match was awesome. Like it was so awesome. Um, like it was just, I mean, it was incredible. You know, those two women together, like, there's no way they're going to put on a bad match. Um, But, you know, after that, there was so much backlash. Like, the IWC just lost their freaking minds. Like, uh, you know, I posted a couple of clips, you know, of Asuka kissing the belt goodbye and, you know, Charlotte holding the belt up and people in the comments were just going crazy. Like, I can't believe, you know, that WWE would treat Asuka this way. She should she should leave WWE. Like she deserves so much better than this. And to me, like, I can't understand that. I can't understand where they're coming from because like, it's like these fans have like selective memory, you know, like they, they forget that Oscar ever since she's been in WWE, like in NXT, like she's had an, she had an undefeated streak longer than Goldberg. Right. Like she, and she never had to lose the NXT women's title, which has never happened before. Right. Like she, she's never had, she didn't have to lose it. She got to relinquish the title with honors and got flowers, you know, and like went out on top of her game, never having to get beat. Right. And within two months of coming to WWE, 
she got called up and she won the first ever women's Royal Rumble, which is like, so she's always going to have that mark in history that she won the first ever women's Royal Rumble, which led her to an epic match at WrestleMania with Charlotte, you know, and then within a year of being in, in a WWE, she won the SmackDown title. She beat Becky clean as a sheet. Becky, who is the hottest act in WWE, right? Like she is the freaking, like, you know, on top of her game, like Oscar beater, like clean. Yeah. So when, People... if the, yeah, the smarks are acting like if she's not main eventing every pay-per-view, then she's being misused or she's being buried. And I just, I, I, I hope that this opens their eyes a little bit. They're like, Oh yeah, you're right. You know, because it does suck when your favorite wrestler, somebody that you feel like deserves more loses their title or gets beat. Like, yeah, it hurts, but you also can't forget like, everything that has happened in the past, you know, and you, you have to understand that sometimes your favorite wrestler, whether they have a title or not, they're not always going to be in the main event picture. You know, there's just not enough time and there's not enough room on the card. Um, and she's still so early in her WWE career. Like Oscar is just scratching the surface, you know, and I was upset whenever she, you know, they, she was on Royal, she won at Royal Rumble and then they she, like she went disappeared and was like off TV. I was like, where the hell is Oscar with this champion, like with the SmackDown Women's Championship, you know? But I wasn't like, oh, Oscar's being buried or misused, you know? I was just like, what the hell are they doing, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean that's the age that we live in. People just need things to happen right this second. It will suck. To, I mean, she's probably going to be in that women's um, battle royal, of course. Yeah. Because I mean, they have so many people that they're going to have to shove into that thing. But, uh, you know, that's that's the way it is, unfortunately. And there's enough matches enough right now to go around to make it a seven-hour WrestleMania. So yeah. I would like to see her have a, a singles match and defend her belt. But I think this is, you know, what, what do you think about adding Asuka? I don't think it will happen, but adding Asuka to that main event. I think it. I think it's, it's an I've interesting heard... idea, but I don't think it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think it needs to happen, but I've definitely heard people like suggest that. Um, and it wouldn't be bad, you know, but I just feel like, I feel like a fatal four way is just, it's just too much for, for that event. But I mean, I, if she gets added into it, I'm not going to be upset, but it's like at that point. So what is it for? Is it just for the raw? So now you have Oscar competing for the raw women's title, you know, like why, why would she compete for the raw women's title? You know? Um, so storyline wise, I feel like it would just add more, more chaos to an already convoluted storyline but um you know if they did it i wouldn't be mad at it but yeah i think i think more than likely oscar is going to be a part of the um of the battle royal unless they unless all of a sudden next week on the go home show lacey evans finally talks and says something and challenges oscar and they throw that match in there which if they do if, if they do that i don't i don't know what i'll do the only thing bad about unifying the women's and, and possibly the men's belts is, is you can't really have a brand split when you only have one. I mean, one champion. I mean, if you're going to do, do we do we have a brand split right now? Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, we saw Samoa Joe show up on Raw. We, we've seen people cross over almost every single week. It's you know, yeah, they're, they're really blurring the lines right now for sure, especially yeah, now that they, all the pay-per-views are co-branded. I mean, and we have I mean, we have NXT. Let's not forget we have NXT stars on both shows too. So we have Ricochet and Aleister Black who are still performing in NXT and now they're on Raw and SmackDown. So I I think the 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 brand split is like a thing of the a thing of the past. I will be interested to see, you know, how it how it shakes out in the fall if they do more of a brand split once um, you know, SmackDown Live changes to Friday, but um yeah, I don't know. Um I I feel like it won't really change anything because the the stars are on all shows right now, which 
which is kind of, which can be bad too, right? The reason we love the brand split is because it gave more people more opportunities, right? Like, you know, this is SmackDown was like these people's realm and then Raw was these people's realm. And so it gave more people more exposure instead of seeing the same feuds and the same matches cross over on every show every week, like twice a week, you know? So there's good and bad to both. You can be argued both ways, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't mind people crossing brands every once in a while and, and stirring things up and keeping it interesting. Yeah. I think once we, once after WrestleMania is over, we're going to see another you know draft and that'll probably keep things mm-hmm. branded separately for a while. I really didn't understand the beat the clock challenge between these three against the riot squad with, with really no, what, what was, what was to be gained? Usually when they do these beat the clock challenges, it's to see who the first person in the elimination chamber is or the, the last person in a Royal rumble or something. There was no real, what what was to be gained from, from winning this beat the clock challenge. It was kind of confusing. Well, in my opinion, I think it was just to show like that these three women are like highly competitive against one another, you know, and it was just kind of like, let's see who comes out on top of this, you know? Um, and I feel like it was, I, I thought I didn't hate it. I didn't hate the beat the clock challenge. I hated that Rhonda was kind of like crapped on it and was like, I don't even know what a beat the clock challenge is. Um, but other than that, I wasn't, I wasn't mad at the, at the beat the clock. Yeah. That, that was frustrating when she said that, but it's, you know, in keeping with her character, of course, um, yeah, I, the best part of the night for me was the Triple H pr- promo. It really got me excited for that Batista match, and uh, you know he he brought it as he always does in, in any promo he does. And this this is like his fourth or fifth uh, career on the line type of WrestleMania match. I feel like I feel like every other year he has one of these, but uh, he <laughs> he always seems to win them. So yeah, I thought it was excellent. I thought he did such a good job, which I was kind of worried at first when he was like fumbling with the envelope envelope in his pocket. And he yeah. was like, I'm doing the job for the envelope. I was like, Oh God, like what's happening here? This is like so awkward. But then like, he kind of like really just did what triple H does. And he like turned it and he got really serious. And I loved how, like, you know, I've been going for Batista in this, even though Batista's kind of, you know, obviously like the heel in this or he was making triple H feel like the heel. Like, you know, he, he's, the reason that Batista left WWE and all this stuff um, and that he always held Batista down but then Triple H like came and like made all those points like you know no no like you you left like you didn't you gained nothing from evolution you entered here as the deacon and left as the world heavyweight champion you know and then he was talking about like how he quit because Triple H was stifling him and he's like no actually you quit because you couldn't beat John Cena and I was like dang Triple H is like going in so I thought yeah I thought it was really 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 well done and I I loved loved that spot what do you think about Kurt Angle beating the U.S. champion uh, on Raw and uh, not not winning the belt obviously but uh, you know this is his his farewell run here and he he has not looked good in the ring as of late but you know he's yeah. he's getting wins over some big name guys yeah which is sad because um you know now now like at wrestlemania season when he's having his like you know retirement match um they have him beating like you know samoa joe and uh gable and all these things and i'm like but he's been getting his butt kicked by the mid card of doom for like the better part of a year, you know? So all of a sudden now he's beating the U S champion. And I mean, I get it. Um, poor Kurt angle. Like I said, he just, he doesn't look good and the matches don't really look that great. Um, I'll be glad when he like finally has his retirement and you know, then he just rides off into the sunset. There's no way in hell that we're going to get Kurt angle winning, and Roman Reigns winning, and Becky winning, and Kofi winning, and Seth winning, 
I, I'm I'm getting worried. Do you here. not believe in fairy tales? No, I mean every time I feel like we want to have like a full face WrestleMania, it gets spoiled. I mean, we everyone was high on Nakamura last year, and everyone was high on Roman Reigns. So, so I, I'm just I'm just a little wary. I mean, I, I, obviously you can't make Roman Reigns lose, even though you're making Drew McIntyre, which he should be, you're positioning him as the the top heel now on on Raw finally, which is you know mm-hmm. long overdue in my opinion. Yeah. Long overdue. Um, I think the big ones. So Kofi, Seth, and Becky are the three, the three most over baby faces heading into WrestleMania. So, I, if you'd asked me last week, we talked about it last week. I thought Seth had the most potential to lose out of these, you know, out of these three because, you know, I was thinking with Roman's return, like, you know, Brock, like they were going to give Roman the opportunity to dethrone Brock and take the Universal Championship from him, um, and Seth wouldn't win at Mania. But, you know, the more I think about it and, you know, now with Kofi going to, you know, to face Daniel Bryan, I feel like Kofi has the least to lose out of these guys. Because anything short of beating Brock Lesnar for Seth is a failure, right? Like now he's got the whole WWE universe and it's like the fans and Seth Rollins versus the Beast, you know, um, and anything short of that is a failure. And he's talked about how he's going to bring the universal championship back to Monday night raw. Um, anything like with all of this build up for Becky, like anything short of winning and holding the championship over her head at the end of the night is a failure, right? Kofi doesn't have that same pressure because Kofi has already won. Like Kofi was not even supposed to be in this situation, right? Like this was not the plan. And, to have him there now fighting at a main event in WrestleMania. Um, I mean, he's already won. So even if he loses at WrestleMania, like Daniel Bryan will celebrate, they'll do all the things, you know, he'll leave. And then Kofi can stand up and people are still going to be chanting like, you know, thank you, Kofi. Like, you know, he's still going to have that moment. He's still going to get a standing ovation. Like, I feel like if anyone has to lose, it, it could most likely be Kofi. Um, which I don't want to see. I would love to see a full babyface win at at Mania. You know, I, I'm totally not opposed to that. Like, I want everybody to have a happy ending. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I do and I don't. I mean, I, in the moment, it's good, but then it, it's always more fun to have a heel champion. I feel like when Seth had that that heel run as champ, it was great, and he was just so sne- oh, heel Seth sneveling. is amazing. Yeah, uh, I do want to touch on this before we get to SmackDown. We have Kevin Owens, Andrade. <laughs> Mustafa Ali, Dolph Ziggler, Dean Ambrose, Nakamura, Rusev, none of these guys have a match at WrestleMania. Is this going to be the the most star-studded battle royal of of all time? <laughs> I don't I don't know. You have the two guys from Saturday Night Live that are in there that are oh, really yeah, bringing down the a- yeah. bringing down the average. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Um, it is crazy. So, let's see. Let's look at our let's look at our WrestleMania card right now. So, what did you who did you say we don't have? Say it again. Uh, so Rusev Nakamura. Uh-huh. Ali, I guess, because we're not going to go by a Mustafa Ali anymore. Oh, which my we'll get gosh. To. I can't even, yeah, I can't even believe this. Uh, Dolph, professional stand-up comedian Dolph Ziggler. Dean, Am- <laughs> Dean Ambrose. And, his, and you would think he would have a match if you're, as much as they've pushed him on Raw for the last two months and now announcing that he's going to be gone. Uh, right. So which is a total head scratcher. Maybe he wins. I could, see, maybe I could he wins. see him. I could see him getting involved in Roman versus Drew. True, true. Uh, Andrade and Kevin Owens. I mean, I thought Andrade would be fighting for that U.S. title. He's not. Kevin Owens just wrestled, <laughs> just wrestled in the main event for the for the world title, and is now not even on the card. He'll be on the pre-show. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. It's a... When you say all the names together like that, yeah, it's kind of like, man, you know, you forget how much talent, because you feel like this card is so stacked and there's so much on here that you forget how much is like still just like waiting in the wings. Um, yeah, pro- that's pretty crazy. Props to that's, that list was completely stolen for our buddy, My Damn Toys on Twitter. He, he, I, he, we had a good conversation after he posted that, but it was pretty cool to see that list. And, um, you know, you put Gallows and Anderson on that list as well couple guys john cena the undertaker i mean a lot of guys that are big name that have been synonymous with wrestlemania i i said to him i want to have a u.s title or intercontinental match give me a ladder match with six or seven guys every year at wrestlemania i know you yeah. already, i know you do a separate pay-per-view for that shit now uh for the money yeah. in the bank but man that's the best way to get everybody involved it kicks off the night with a huge you know you can a huge pop and getting everybody excited or put it right in the middle of the card or something and get people like re-energized and it's always fun yeah oh i agree you know when daniel bryan won the ladder match at 31 like yeah it's like that is so much fun especially if you have like talented guys like if you're if you have a stacked ladder match i mean that's always going to be fun to watch you know Oh, for sure. And then, yeah. oh, then you had Zack Ryder. Yeah, Zack Ryder won a ladder match at 32, right? Yeah, they did do that for a while, I guess. I mean, it, yeah. I guess they transitioned away from the money in the bank and they just made it, made it a ladder match, but... But yeah, it's um. But yeah, so I, I agree. I love I love having that that ladder match at, at Mania. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, but that just means there's more opportunity after WrestleMania is over, like these guys getting involved in meaningful storylines. So, you know. Can't can't put all your eggs in one basket. That is true. That is true. Um, let's get on to SmackDown. What's your, what's your biggest takeaways from there? Uh, well, uh, the Shane does not like the Miz's dad for yeah, some he really for some reason. Him. Like you know, yeah, he really dislikes him. I'm like, man, like he's really going in on this guy. Like I didn't know, you know, I knew Shane McMahon had daddy issues, but I did not know that it was it ran this deep that he hated like other people's dads. Like I could see him totally, <laughs> totally, you know, beating, um, you know, beating up on his own dad. But damn, he hates other people's dads. Obviously, the the biggest thing that happened on SmackDown was. Charlotte and and Oscar, which we which we already touched on, but um, we had Gauntlet. We should just call the show Gauntlet Live, right? And that what you yeah. you said earlier just should be Gauntlet Live, um, which I was cool with with the Gauntlet match, and I loved. I loved the new day coming out and opening the show, you know, doing their normal thing, you know, dancing, throwing pancakes. Um, BTW the Galaxy gear that they wear. I need some figures of that, like. ASAP because that gear is so sick. Um, I would love some some New Day figures in that in those outfits. So that's a side note. But um, I loved how they were like, you know, we don't think we're we can stay. We're gonna, you know, we've been talking about leaving and all this stuff. And Vince comes out and Vince, was so weird. It was so funny though. I literally laughed out loud and I did it today when when uh, heel husband was leaving for work and I was like, are you gonna quit? Yeah, you're gonna quit, you know. <laughs> and it was just so, it was so funny and so Vince, you know. Um, but uh, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I loved that little segment, um, and I loved that he gave, uh, you know, Big E and Elijah Wood the chance to get their get their best friend into the uh, into the main event of WrestleMania. What do you Daniel th- Bryan. I I do like that. I mean, obviously, I like that. I don't like that the the, the Gauntlet match idea was so cool, and it, it was you know a good great way to fill half the episode every you know six months or so. But I think let's take a little break from the Gauntlet matches now. I mean, that's it's gotten way out of control. 
Yeah, the gauntlet matches, um, and just for the record, if you guys didn't listen last week, um, I do know that it is Xavier Wood. Elijah Wood is definitely an inside joke here on the Chick Foley Show. But um, <laughs> I didn't want anybody to be like, that dummy, she doesn't. She thinks it's Elijah Wood. <laughs> um, but yeah, the gauntlet match is, it's overdone, and it, it really makes me tune out. Because I knew, like, when they were facing, you know, Gallows and Anderson, and, you know, Shinsuke and Rusev, and all that, like, I was like, okay, like, it's not going to be over until the very end, you know, you know, when the Usos came out, I was like, okay, now it's time to pay attention, you know? Um, but before that, it was just kind of like, I was like, all right, cool. Like, we're just going to get a bunch of spots, a bunch of moves, a bunch of freaking, you know, submissions. Um, and that's going to be that. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm over the gauntlet match. You know, I love a good gauntlet match, but they've just overdone it um, on SmackDown as of late. Uh, what do you think about Mustafa Ali just going by Ali now? I, I hate it, obviously, and I'm sure everybody hates it, but Mustafa Ali is such a unique, cool name. Yeah. I, it's, it's mind boggling. I don't, I really can't understand why they just like, why these guys only have to have one name. And actually somebody, you know, heel husband and I talk about this all the time. Like if you want to make somebody just have one name, it should be Daniel Bryan. Like what's more heel than him just going by Daniel, you know, can you be like, Oh, you're going to face Daniel at Wrestlemania but they take somebody who's got like sick names like you know Andrade Cien Almas and then just call him Andrade and then Mustafa Ali which is also a badass name and they're just like we're just gonna call him Ali which why wouldn't you just call him Mustafa if you're gonna like if you're gonna pick a name like why Ali you know like Mustafa's better than Ali Um, Mustafa feels like a heel that's like a Disney heel name you know, <laughs> that's, that's Mufasa. Oh, Mufasa. Okay. <laughs> no, Mufasa's a good guy. He's a baby face. It's Scar. That is the heel in the Lion King. Oh, I have it all messed up. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Mufasa is James Earl Jones. He's, he's, he's a sick baby face. My son watches uh, toy story four times a day. So that's, I, if you have any toy story trivia, I'm up on that. But, uh, Oh, I love me some toy story. What was, what was I going to say? What, what do you, what do you think when they, when they shorten ricochet, what's it going to go down to? He's just gonna be Rick. Rico. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're gonna be like, "Yep, we're bringing Rick out with uh, Alistair." Yeah. It's... Yeah, Alistair and Rick are a uh, are a tag team now. I mean, I get like the Rusev thing fits. That works well, you know. So sometimes yeah. and I, Rusev and I, was good. Yeah. I, I don't mind the Big E going from Big E Langston just to Big E. Like, mm-hmm. I guess you get used to it after a while, but I d- don't really see the point of it. You know, it's just like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I. I don't know what what the reasoning behind it is. Like, I wish I knew. Like, beh- like I need to have somebody explain to me. Like, is there literally literally like a marketing tactic that I don't know about that like one one word names work better? I mean, I guess like Oprah and like Prince and Adele. You know, like all oh, these yeah. people, they they just go by one name. But at the same time, it's like, how does that work in wrestling? You know. Yeah, it's confusing to me. I, I I think he'll still continue to prosper with just the name Ali, but uh, maybe maybe yeah. even like still call them like even if you just use the graphic and put it on the website. But I mean, when just you can still refer to them as Mustafa Ali on the show, you know, like. You yeah, know, I, I don't know. know how I don't know how the commentators and stuff keep up, like you know, with Seem, yeah, with who with whose names or what. Changes pretty often. We 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 talked about the Oscar Charlotte match. If you haven't seen it definitely go back and and watch that match it's it's an awesome there was a there was a spanish fly, fly that charlotte ex- executed off the top rope that was Sick. one of the best moves you'll you'll see this year 
Um, yeah, it was insane. It was insane. I would have liked to see more from the Kurt Angle AJ Styles match. That was like a, a minute long. Yeah, but I think it's just because I think it's because Kurt Angle just can't hang with AJ. Like yeah, you know, I th- yeah. it's just one of those things. Like it could have it could have went longer, but it would have actually hurt Kurt more than it would have you know than it than it would have helped him. You know, like it doesn't do him any good to um, you know to wrestle against AJ Styles, like somebody who's so dynamic in the ring when, when Kurt's struggling so hard. So I'm not, I don't have a problem with that one being kind of like a, you know, quick, a quick match, but can we talk about really quickly the worst trend in WWE as of the last, like, you know, six, six to eight months, it's like breaking kayfabe right in the middle of the ring and like announcing that you are no longer, you're no longer speaking as your character you are now speaking as your real person. Like Roman started that when he came out and he was like, you know, listen, I'm not, I'm not talking as Roman Reigns. I, I'm, my name is Joe. I have leukemia. And we were all like, oh my gosh, like the, the gravity of that, like it felt serious, right? Because he's like, listen, I'm trying to get your attention. Like, I'm not out here to be booed. I'm not out here. Like we were all like, oh my gosh. And that was a serious, real announcement, Right. But now it's like everybody was like, oh, my God, it worked for Roman. Like, he got over. Like, you know, the the crowd loved it. Now let's everybody just break kayfabe. Like, Triple H did it when he was like, you know, you're not talking to Triple H, the character. You know, you're talking to Triple H, the man. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, and then then Roman did it again this past week when uh, Drew McIntyre was talking about his family. He was like, you know, this isn't Roman talking. And I'm like, well, whose shirt should I buy? Should yeah. I stop buying? Should I stop buying Roman Reigns t-shirts? Do I need like you know Joe shirts now? Like I don't I don't understand you know. And it just we watch wrestling to suspend our disbelief. Like I don't need every week for you to remind me that you're playing a character on TV. You know, like I don't want my favorite characters on TV to like tell me like this isn't really my name. You know, like oh my name really isn't Tyrion Lannister. You know, like I, they would never do that on Game of Thrones. So why would why would you do that on WWE? You know, it's like it's cool every once in a blue moon. But like, you know, with all of that and then Rhonda did it to Becky on uh, Twitter. You know, she called her by her like full her full name. And then, of course, Rhonda just totally crapped on kayfabe when she was like, you know, all this is um, all this is fake. And then she did it again on Monday when she was like, oh, this gimmick is just one of your gimmicks that you have. Like, this is all let's get this farce started. And I was like man, we're really going in on this, you know? And it's just not my favorite thing in wrestling at the moment. Yeah, it started a long time ago, and it's almost like once you open that door, it's like you can't shut it back anymore. And it is it's it is annoying. And now, I mean, it, if Roman Reigns is going to come out and say his real name, it's, you know, it's understandable. He had a pretty serious situation going on. But then, like, to come back. But we're back. Yeah, yeah we're just we're back, back to using your real, your fake name now. Like, now, we, you know, you've opened the door. Why don't we just call you Joe now? Exactly, exactly. You know, but I mean, I think, I think it was appropriate in the moment when he did it initially. I think it was appropriate. But yeah. now that he's back and he's made his return, he, they fought as the shield. You know, like, he's the big dog. He's Roman Reigns. Like, I, that's, that's the, that's the person I'm rooting for. I'm not rooting for Joe, the, you know, freaking, family man with a wife and kids at home, you know, who like chills and plays Xbox. Like I want to freaking root for this superhero that I see on my TV every day, you know, for sure. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely something that I think we're going to see more and more of because people like Rhonda, you know, she, she, she had something on her, her YouTube channel where she was going to make a, she wanted to do a April fool's joke next week that she was pregnant and she was going to back out of the, 
the main event and Paul Heyman was like, no, you can't do that. You're, they just announced you're wrestling this. You're going to be in the main event at WrestleMania. You can't do something stupid like that. Like, Oh my gosh. See, I hadn't, I hadn't heard that. I bet that didn't go over too well because that's just not, that's not a really funny uh, April fool's joke to begin with. And much less when it's like done in like a hateful manner. And how long would it last for? It would just be like, what a, like a three minute thing. And then you would just tell everybody you were joking. Like, okay. Yeah. Next week, next week is the go home show. I guess they would, they would reannounce it the middle of the week, right before uh, WrestleMania via Twitter or via Facebook live. So it was just a April fool's joke, even though now it's April 5th. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, also something we haven't touched on is it's since we are only 11 days out from mania, we have seen no sightings or rumblings of the undertaker or John Cena, which is very unlike mania seasons of the, you know, recent history. So, um, I, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think we're going to see them? Do you think like, you know, are they showing up or not? Well, we already know that Undertaker is going to get that Saudi money again, baby, because he's he's already announced to be going there. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, when when they're going to break you off a piece of that like check like that, you know, yeah, you're going to show up there. But um, you know, it it would be weird. I think they this would be the first um, the first WrestleMania that Undertaker has not been in since what 2000, I think, is what it was. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty that's pretty crazy to think about. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't done anything. Like, you know, if the, if you're gonna have him, if you're gonna have Cena involved at all, I think you need to make some sort of an even if it's just an interview segment. I think you want to hype it up. I mean, obviously the tickets are sold. Everyone's gonna be there in town. Everyone's gonna watch it no matter what. So maybe don't maybe keep it as a surprise. But WWE doesn't really like to keep things as surprises. True, so. but I mean, you also got to think about network subscriptions. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, yeah, yeah, the tickets are sold, but you know, you got to think about network subscriptions. Um, I can totally see Undertaker interrupting Elias. Remember last year, um, inter- uh, Elias trolled the whole audience by um, by like the lights going down and everybody thinking like Undertaker was showing up for Cena and then the, it came up and it was Elias and he was like, yeah. oh, are you you expecting someone? Um, and uh, so I could see I could see Undertaker coming out in like a segment like that. Obviously, we know he's not going to wrestle. but um, And then Cena obviously saving Kurt Angle from Baron Corbin. I think that would be the only place where it would really feel appropriate for, for John Cena to show up. But other than that, we may have a Cena-Undertaker-less um, WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, that Man, I'm not excited for that Baron Corbin-Kurt Angle match. That is a raw... That's that. That should be in the main event, uh, just not not the actual main event. That should be on main event, the TV show. Well, you, yeah, very true. Well, we, you know, we thought like when it happened, you know, my immediate thought was like, oh, they have a bigger plan for this. But everything I read since then was like, no, that was legitimately the plan. But they weren't expecting that sort of backlash, which boggles my mind. Like, how could you have not expected that sort of backlash when you have Kurt Angle announce that his retirement match is going to be against Baron Corbin? You know, like that that goes to show you like what kind of delusion um, is going on back there because they were like, that was legitimately the plan from everything that I've read. Like, you know, they were like, oh, no, we're going to get this Kurt Angle Baron Corbin thing over. Yeah, uh, definitely a head scratcher there. But yeah, I can, I got to see, I got to think we either see one of the two, either Cena or Undertaker. And it would be cool to just see Corbin beat the shit out of Angle and just like, you know, maybe after the match, the bell's rung. It's just, he just does like five end of days and he's breaking out tables and stuff. And then we see Cena come and save the day or something. So, 
Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, we're going to do our big WrestleMania, um, you know, preview next week, which I'm super, super excited about. We'll have a much clearer picture of everything that's happening. All the matches will be, you know, nailed down and I'm pumped for that. Yeah. So we have, uh, we'll have a huge, yeah, it's going to be a big show. We're going to do our predictions, give away that Pete Dunn figure. Oh man, it's going to be a double sized episode, I'm sure. So that's, uh, Mm -hmm. this is, this is my favorite time of the year because April has the masters has wrestlemania we have uh baseball starting back up we got game of thrones coming back we got the weather <sighs> i know you're you, this doesn't pertain to you but the weather is actually suitable for human consumption here <laughs> in the US, so yeah. yeah it's gonna be it's, gonna, it's a good time now that the doldrums of the year are over uh it, we're, we're back to living our best lives so yeah uh, Let's get into our uh, go figure segment. Here comes the money. All right, ladies and gentlemen, go figure is our weekly segment where Sheena and I divulge which uh, wrestling figures and memorabilia and uh, swag we purchased over the last week or so. So uh, always one of my favorite segments. Sheena, you can uh, you can start here if you want, no problem. I don't know if uh, everybody can hear you, but I certainly I certainly can't hear you. But I will talk about. Um, I think your your mic we're having some technical issues over here on the Chick Fil A show, but um, I will go ahead and start with my weekly purchases. So we got uh, basic ninety five Bailey. So she's in like her red gear. I actually really like this Bailey figure. She's got like a I, I like her head scan on this figure. Um, and we also copped Elite sixty six Kurt Angle. Which is a dope fig. And then um, at GameStop, we got Elite 65, Rusev, and um, Aiden English. We're still on the hunt for that Chase Aiden English with the the fully black scarf. Um, but we got the, uh, the regular Elite 65, uh, Aiden English. So we got those. And then uh, Elite 66, Nikki Cross, which is like a super dope, super dope figure. And even though this isn't part of, uh, you know, this isn't an action figure, Heel Husband and I got to try. We went to this place called Beer Lab here on Island. And, you know, there's a brewery. They brew their own stuff. And the guy, one of the guys who works there is a wrestler, like an amateur wrestler. And he wrestles here on Island. And he came up with a Jushin Thunder Lager. And, oh, my gosh. That is brilliant. freaking brilliant like I, we went there specifically like the only reason we went there is because they had this juice and thunder lager and it was so so good it tasted delicious um and it was funny because you know there's three locations for this beer lab and he was talking about you know he's a wrestler so he's like all into it and he knew you know juice and thunder lager so on the sign i'm sure if you guys watch my instagram stories you saw the sign had the little you know juice and thunder lager mask and the other location um, you know, had a wrestler that worked there too, and it had the Juice and Thunder Liger mask. And then there was a there's a university location on the college campus, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't. I guess they didn't get the memo that um, you know Juice and Thunder Liger is a um, is a wrestler, so they thought the Juice and Thunder Liger, like their little picture that they had, was thunder and lightning." And he said, "We were like, <laughs> no, oh man, <laughs> that's not it, you know." So they had to like to, like key them in to like what this was all about. But yeah, super cool. It was awesome. We got a couple of I don't even know what you call these beers, Phil. You're in the booze industry, so maybe you know. Um, you're the boozer weight. They they're like giant cans. Like it's like it was like basically like two pints of beer 
in this can um, and they sealed them up right there at the brewery. And it was so it, like we took a couple of the Jushin Thunder lagers home, but I don't even know what you call those. That is called a crowler because it's uh, instead of growlers where you have to, bring, uh, you have to yeah. bring like a large glass container with you everywhere you go. And I always forget it and stuff. So now stores have, uh, be, you know, they, they have the taps in there and they can screw it on and, and your beer stays fresh until, you know, it'll stay fresh forever until you crack it, crack it open. So, uh, ah, crowler, yeah. that's genius. Yeah. yeah. And that thing was under some serious pressure because when we cracked it open, I mean, it was like, pew. um, but yeah, it was really cool, you know, to watch them pull it and then like have it like sealed down and shut. I mean, I've had like them pull like beers and like cap them before in bottles, but that's the first time I've seen those giant cans like that. I mean, it looked like something that you would see Braun Strowman holding. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's definitely it's like two full beers in one. I think yeah, yeah it's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. nice. Uh, that's that's a good haul there. I uh, I picked up the Mandy Rose Series ninety two basic for uh, my buddy Ooh, Je- nice. my buddy Jeff and the uh, the Baltimore Elite squad. So he he wanted it. I already uh, passed on it, but uh, I, I grabbed it for him and I purchased uh, Hasbro Hulk Hogan Series three from our buddy Hastel Toy on. Instagram. So now I own all four or five, I forget how many there is, but all of the the Hulk Hogan Hasbros are now in my possession. Nice. Except for the uh the expensive $5,000 mail away one, which I'm never going to uh purchase. <laughs> you uh, never know. You never know. I Dream try, big. Try, we we have to get all of I didn't tell you this. We now we're we're almost at the tail end of the the house reno, but uh they're going to redo all of our hardwood floors in the whole house, which is great. But our entire house is hardwood floor. So now we have to get everything out of every single room in my house and uh, you know, but by Monday. So that's what I'll be doing all weekend. And don't really have anywhere to put anything. So I went incognito over to the house today and bought a bunch of plastic containers from uh, Target and uh, just started boxing up. I didn't. I didn't want my figures getting touched by random people. Or you know, we ha- we have to move everything, which sucks. But uh, you know, the, everything in our our basically our entire house is going to be moved down to our basement. Uh, which oh is, my gosh! Yeah, and then we have to move it all back up and and put it clean it and put everything back away once you know the floors are done, which is uh, super super inconvenient. But I guess it's the only way to do it. So I, I grabbed a bunch of stuff and put it in containers and brought it over here to the in laws' house. So everything is safe. And um, what else did I purchase? Oh, I, I didn't purchase this, but I, I got a text from the, our neighbors across the street. I think I've talked about this before. The, the 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 girl's dad that lives across the street from us. Her her dad is like a professional Amazon reviewer, and he gets oh uh, yeah yeah he, Amazon basically sends him stuff, and he reviews it, and he gets to keep it, and you know he has all kinds of stuff he has no use for. So we always get you know stuff for the kid, and you know they just gave us like a. $300 beer fridge and all this stuff. So send me the picture like, oh, this is another gift for Nash from, from Santa. And this it's like the Undisputed Era box set. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. This is like something I would never purchase. But, you know, it's it's definitely going to look good uh, up on display in the uh, in the man cave once it's finished. So I, I picked that up. Now I have that. Now I have the New Day set. Now I just got to get the shield and the Milkamania, I guess. Now it's 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 confirmed. Awesome. Um, speaking of Nash, really quickly, like this is like totally off topic, but did you see that JoJo and like announced her pregnancy with Bray Wyatt, and they they announced that their kid's name is Nash, which is cool, right? Like Nash is a cool name, but did you see how they spelled it? Yeah, is it going to be pronounced like my son? But it has a K in the beginning, right? Yeah, it's Nash. I mean, I'm assuming. I mean, it's, it can't be Kanash, right? Like, I mean, uh, you never know, man. I mean, it it has to be Nash. Um, but yeah. it's like, where? 
what I've never I've never seen it spelled like that. Like I it's kind of I mean, sorry, if you if you're out there and your name is Kanash, I'm sorry, but that's kind of repug. Yeah, I don't know what the what the K would be for if it wasn't for that. But uh I, Yeah. I, I do I do miss me some JoJo, man. Props <sighs> yeah. props for Bray for getting them guts. <laughs> Oh my God, no! I I don't I do not approve of their relationship. No, and it's, it's definitely a weird couple. Yeah, but he he like left his. I mean, you know, you never know what's going on in people's relationships, as the as the Smarks will say. But I mean, he was like you know married and had kids and all these things, and, not, and then like hooked up with JoJo. So you know, he's another homewrecker, or she's yeah. a homewrecker. You know, sorry for saying that. I'll probably get attacked for calling her a homewrecker. <laughs> whatever. I hope they have a happy life, and his wife has a happy life, and whatever. Yeah. Well, blessings. Bless- Peace and blessings. There you go. There you go. So uh, yeah. I think that was all I picked up this week. Not too, too much. I'm actually waiting. We, we talked about it before the show. We don't really have too much figure news to talk about. There hasn't really been much going no. on. I've been tempted to buy some things just to buy some things. Like, I keep looking at this WrestleMania display like, Man, do I need this Elias basic figure? This is this shirt looks like shit. I don't. It looks like <laughs> bullet holes, but it's supposed to be roses on it. It's just an awful figure. Um, but there's nothing like new coming out right now. I'm, I'm waiting for the the Mabel series so I can pre-order that on Ringside. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. you know better than me. Is a lot of new stuff just crank out after WrestleMania? Um, yeah, I mean, normally there's a lot of announcements. I think there's been a lot of announcements, but we're just waiting for it. You know what I'm saying? We're waiting for the release dates, you know, when we know what's coming. Um, but it's just like, you know, we're, we haven't queued up to that yet. You know, we're still like waiting for the distribution of all the things that are currently out there to sell through and to, you know, do all of that. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we get. But I, I was thinking, you know, we could talk about, uh, we had fantasy booked some of the ultimate editions Ooh, for, yeah. for, um, you know, our, um, we were talking about what we would like to see the next series of ultimate editions, like what they would be. Um, and we know Shinsuke and Brett are going to be series two, but they haven't announced any of like their attire or anything. Um, so we were going to kind of go through and say what we would like to, what their attire would be and then kind of like book the next few series. So we were going to, you know, hit on that. All right. Well, let's, let's get us started. This is exciting. They've already, what was the second series they announced? That was Bret Hart and Nakamura. Yeah, Brett and Shinsuke. I okay. was thinking Shinsuke um, in his WrestleMania 34 gear, like, you know, the red on red Michael Jackson jacket when Nita Strauss was like playing his entrance music. You know, I think that look is just so iconic and very, very Shinsuke. Like, I would love to see an ultimate edition with that, with that um, get up. I went back I went and watched that at intro from last year's WrestleMania where they had all the uh, violin players and had the guitar, the chick playing guitar. It was such a yeah. badass entrance, man. Wow. Oh, so sick. Yeah. So sick. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I guess I, I'll do one and you do one. I have four sets that I figure they would come out with every couple months after that Ronda Warrior set. And I don't have... Brett or Nakamura, so it's good. My- well, th- well, yeah. So they've been well. They're announced for series two, so we know that yeah. that's who series two is. Um, and I think I want Brett to be in his Survivor Series '96 gear with like the orange accents. You remember that that look? It was no, like um, right now, though. Oh yeah, it's it's 
totally freaking sick. Like it's like a red, um, red singlet or red pink singlet top with the, like the black trim, but it's also got like the only time he's ever worn it, like a hint of orange around the oh, trim. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's so it's sick. Very Bam got, Bam Bigelow-esque. Yeah. It's dope. And it's got like, you know, the black pants and like the flames and the stars. Like I love, love, love that gear. So I would love to see series two come out with that, that survivor series 96 uh, gear. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm I'm uh, gonna say my third set, which I would want to be. And I kind of tried to group these people together a little bit. I'm gonna say Becky Lynch, obviously the biggest thing in wrestling right now, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And mm-hmm. uh, I would want Becky in in. I don't know. I think that Kill Bill outfit would be pretty cool, but I mean, I, I think these Ultimate Editions really need to step it up and just do multiple heads, multiple hands, and multiple outfits too. Give me, give me Becky Lynch with the man shirt, and give me Becky Lynch in that Kill Bill outfit. Uh, for Stone Cold, I want to have, I want to have the the camo hat. I want some beer cans with it, and um, I don't know. I don't know what what outfit would you put in Stone Cold. I mean, his outfits really didn't change too much. I, you're gonna go the denim, denim Dan look. Oh man, yeah. I, well, I love like Stone Cold's like this uh, Steve Austin defining moments look. Like, I, I mean, I know we already have a defining moments of that of that um, figure, but I think it would be super cool to like have it, um, you know, in in an Ultimate Edition form with like the denim and you know the jacket, the camo jacket, and all that. I love love that. Of course, I love me some vested you know trunks and knee braces yeah. stone cold steve austin too you know i mean you you can't you can't beat that that's classic i, I almost i gotta go back to our go figure segment i i know we're both loose collectors i'm i'm almost tempted to to do a mint on card one figure one of like my one figure for all my favorite wrestlers like get one one stone cold keep a mint on card one bret hart keep a mint on card am i am i crazy am i gonna drive myself insane if i do that yeah, and you're going to become a hoarder. You're right. I, I think it's just going to be a slippery slope where I'm just like, man, I, I kind of like uh, just incredible. Yeah. Let me get, the, you know, like yeah, you're going to you know. be like you're going to be like Zack Ryder, where you know you his room is just like a big like hoarder stash, you know, yeah. of like stuff. You're like, oh, he's like, well, I collect these too, and well, I wanted to have one of these, and then I wanted to have these that were autographed and these that were loose to display them differently, you know. So um, yeah, it's tough. I uh, yeah, it is tough. So um, so for your so for these ultimate editions i guess we didn't even touch on this you know we have one like legends wrestler and like one modern wrestler so yep. you know you had becky lynch and stone cold steve austin i would say i would love to have um a uh hollywood hogan from starcade 97 oh, as my as a legend you know the blue the blue gear uh, black and blue like so so sick and so iconic um and then a seth rollins from wrestlemania 34 with the head swap with like the blue eyes from his entrance when he was, you know, the night King, um, you know, he could have the blue eyes and we had talked to, I had talked about wanting that figure before, but having it in an ultimate edition with a head swap would be like so sick. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. What's your, uh, what's your next one? I'll let you go next. So ser- if I could pick a series four, so series four, I would love to have an Oscar with like full entrance garb, you know, like the whole like robe, the mask, like all of the things. Um, I would love to have like an ultimate of her and then obviously have like the mask and then the unmasked Asuka. Um, I think that would be super cool. And we haven't gotten like a, for a Legends figure, uh, like a WCW like space cowboy 
macho man. Like it doesn't have to be from any specific, you know, um, event, but I feel like we were really lacking that in our, in our repertoire of macho man figures, right? Like, I feel like we need that super colorful, bright, vibrant cowboy hat, like tassels, fringe, all of those, all of those things. I would love to have uh, an ultimate edition of that for, Macho Man. Yeah, I've always wondered that about they. That's like the Macho Man I remember the most. It was like between WrestleMania eight, nine, ten era, where it was just yeah, it was just like so many colors, like a different outfit every week. And you know, I, I can't really think of one Macho Man Elite figure that they've made to look like that. No, yeah, I mean it's you know they we have like your classic Macho Mans with like the robe and like the the glitter, you know, but like this with like the the fringe on the arms, you know, like that. I I, I think about that picture of him with like the orange sparkles and the orange cowboy hat and like the orange fringe, like that's the that's the one that immediately comes to mind. But yeah, I would love to see um you know a super vibrant, colorful Macho Man in that in that gear. And who would your, who would your current wrestler be? Oscar uh, with her okay, full yeah, yeah, in, yeah with her full entrance gear. Okay, I'm gonna go with my next set. It's gonna be Ric Flair WrestleMania eight, mm. or you could do Royal Rumble '92. That's probably more of iconic look for him. Uh, but with Charlotte Flair WrestleMania '34 with that peacock look. Oh, I love love that. I mean, Charlotte Charlotte does not always look like a million freaking bucks. Oh, man. Like, I mean, she always like when she comes in, and that's why everybody when they're talking about like why is she in this, it's because she has star power. People, WrestleMania is not always about the having the best like technical, technically sound matches. It's about freaking star power and putting butts in seats and like having people tune in. And Charlotte brings the freaking star power. It's all yeah. Put putting like a show on too, because it's like church on Easter. You got a lot of people that are that are coming that, that don't give a shit about wrestling. You know, three hundred sixty four days out of the year, but they'll they'll come over and watch WrestleMania with you. So they you, you they want to c- capture some eyeballs and make people wow to the spectacle that is WrestleMania. And that's the you know you got to do that with big name people. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would love to have um you know the a Ric Flair Charlotte Flair um Ultimate Edition like combo. That would be that would be super sick. So for series five, I have um, HBK from wow. Royal Rumble '97. So it's like red tights and like you know they got like the the Texas flag in the Broken Hearts. Um, you know, it'd be pretty freaking cool. And like the entrance gear was like leather chaps with like red circles. Like so, if they could have like the entrance gear and like the tearaway entrance gear for uh, the Ultimate Edition, like that would be super sick. And the cowboy hat. And then for a modern wrestler, uh, I have talked about wanting this figure before, but having an ultimate edition with a head swap would be awesome. So Andrade, he was known as Andrade Cien Almas when this happened, but now known as Andrade uh, from TakeOver Philly, which was like match of the year 2018. And his entrance gear was like, you know, Mexican flag colors, like, you know, the white with the green and red um, and having like his mask, his Lucha mask head sculpt. Like, I think that would be so awesome i had something similar i had i had Shawn michaels as well i'm going wrestlemania 12 with it which they've done that before but it, it didn't really look super put together it was kind of like a just fabricy messiness to it mm-hmm. and so i want to tighten that up a little bit and then i, I want a china ultimate edition now that she's going to be in the oh, hall of man. fame yeah. Maybe they can get that put together. Now, it doesn't have to be a specific outfit. Obviously, it'd be a D-Generation X. It could be when she was on her singles run with the... Uh, remember she had that big, like, uh, bazooka gun that would shoot... I don't even know what it shot out. Did it shoot fireworks out of it? 
I can't remember, but I the 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 I, the outfit that immediately comes to mind when I'm when I'm thinking about China is like that two piece with like the collar that has like the ring. You know what I'm saying? Like almost yeah, like the JYD yeah. collar. Yeah. Good um, call. It's like a you know like shorts and like a, a black. I mean, to me, that's like her iconic look. You know. I could see that for sure. Do you have another set? Yeah. Um, that was my, that was my fifth series. So I would love to see, you know, all of those figures come out. Obviously we won't know for probably like three years what we're actually going to get, but, um, that is Phil and I's take on what we would like to see the next few series of ultimate editions. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let's mm-hmm. get into our random merch of the week here. Yeah. You there? Yep. Okay. What do you get for us? Random merch of the week. So, random merch of the week. Sorry about that. We have a Rick, we have Rick Rude ring-worn tights from WrestleMania 6. So, he fought Jimmy Snuka in this. And you know what's really cool? Like, when you go to, um, like, Access and, like, all these things. Like, and you get to see the ring-worn gear. Like, you see it on TV and you think, like, oh, my gosh. Like, this stuff is, like, so nice. It's, like, so high quality. And then, like, you see the at Access and it looks like cotton yoga pants. You yeah. know, like it's yeah. it's so crazy to like see the materials and like see how it looked on TV versus like what it looks like now. I mean, obviously, you know, this stuff is like, you know, 20, 30 years old now. So it, it's definitely aged a little bit, but um, it is pretty crazy to see Rick Rude's tights in person. But yeah, they say simply ravishing and they have his his face drawn on the back, but it's like kind of like a jungle um, theme with like women and they're super sick um, tights, but they're only going to set you back six thousand dollars. And Ooh. uh yeah, there's people are still charging you shipping too, or best offer. So if you want to hit them with a you know fifty eight hundo and see if they'll <laughs> they'll give them to you for fifty eight hundo, then uh, maybe they'll maybe they'll do that with free shipping and you can take home these ring worn Rick uh, Rick Rude tights. But yeah, and for those of you who are keeping track, uh, the bone saw gear is still available. Man. So I don't know if if you guys are just waiting until Halloween um, to pick this thing up, but you know. You're gonna those, be sad. What about those sable lighters? The sable lighters, I will get. I will have to get back to you on that. I think Thank the sable lighters, they probably, they probably went. They were a good deal. I think they were like what one ninety nine or nine. Yeah, it's definitely a good deal. Yeah. 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 So it was total bargain. But yeah, bone saw is is still available. Yeah these uh, these tights look awful in in uh, in the pictures. They just look like they. But I mean, you know, of course, when you put Rick Rude in, I'm sure he fills them out a little bit. Oh, Rick Rude could wear a freaking paper bag and he would look like a million bucks. I mean, is Rick Rude is one impressive specimen, you know, like oh. I, I think to myself all the time, I'm like for, for that whole era where everybody was like pumped up on, you know, steroids and all of that, like Rick Rude had the most like naturally lean, amazing toned, muscly body of any of those guys. Like I think he had the best physique in all of, in all of wrestling. Yeah, when he would call the fat people out in the crowd, and they'd just be like, "Yeah, I, compared to you, I I do look like a piece of shit." So it's point point taken, sir. <laughs> that yeah, that that gimmick would not have worked for anyone else but Rick Rude. Man, it was it was perfect. Yeah, people are just like, "Yeah, you know what? Maybe you are right. I'll put this hot dog down." <laughs> All right, let's get to our wrestling wet retro wrestling recommendation of the week. I've only had one beer. This is uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I, I'm drinking a bubbly and I almost lost track. So, um, yeah. So a retro recommendation of the week is uh, HBK versus Owen Hart. It's from November 1995 episode of Raw. Um, and it was like the Send Home episode uh, when uh, he kicked Shawn Michaels in the head. You remember that? And Shawn Michaels, oh, yeah. you know, kept fighting and then all of a sudden just like hit the deck and like three commercial breaks go through. And, um, you know, like you, you keeps coming back and HBK is still sitting there and you're like, Oh my God. Like this is like the first time that it was ever like, like a work shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like where it was like, Oh my God, like this, this is really happening. Like, you know, something's really happened to Shawn Michaels. Um, and then of course, you know, following that we got the iconic tell me a lie, uh, promotional video, you know, tell me a lie, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is, if you haven't ever seen that, if you're a youngster and you don't remember the tell me a lie, Shawn Michaels, um, promo package, you need to go, it'll hit you in the feel spot and bring a tear to your eye. So, um, definitely go check out that wrestling recommendation, uh, because we just watched it like, you know, a few days ago and I was just like, Oh my gosh, I forgot how you know you just forget how how real it felt at that moment you know yeah i think he went to the the hotel i think it was on an episode of something to wrestle with where they were talking about and i think sean went to the hospital that night just to keep up with the kayfabe and uh you know checked himself in and and just kind of had to sit around all night and wait to be cleared and for nothing but uh isn't that funny the links that they go to for for kayfabe back back then you know and like now like it's just, it's not even a thing anymore, you know? Yeah, now Nia Jax has everybody on her Instagram having fun and stuff, you know? Doesn't give, <laughs> doesn't give a shit. Yeah, um, I, I can't remember what I was listening to, uh, but somebody, it was either a podcast or I was reading something, I can't remember, but they were talking about would it be a good idea for wrestlers to have a like a kayfabe Instagram where they con where they like, so you could follow whatever you wanted to follow. Right. Like they have so different social media platforms where like, this is their kayfabe platform. And then this is their like life platform. Right. And like the two never cross, you know? So like Becky and Charlotte wouldn't be posting pictures of themselves together on their, you know, kayfabe Twitter. You know, it would just be like straight up brutal back and forth, you know? Um, but on their life Twitter, like, you know, if you didn't want to follow that, you wouldn't have to, you know, I thought, I was like, that's an interesting concept to think about, you know, like if you just had like characters, like the characters having their own social media platforms. And then, you know, obviously like their, their real life counterparts. Imagine having, having a job where you would need to, to do that. It's insane to think about like that, but that would make sense. But like what other job would you have to have? Like uh, Instagram for your fake account, for your fake name, your fake, persona and then one for your real one it's crazy. oh there's probably there's probably there's more people out there that do it that you don't like not famous people just like people in your everyday life that like are portraying someone else on social media and they have like multiple accounts so don't don't ever discount that no, um, that's, good. So that's a good call yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of creeps out there that are, you know, living living multiple lives. But yeah, it would be crazy to have to like keep everything straight. But I think it would be a cool concept to like keep kayfabe alive, you know, because they have to promote so much on their social media, you know, and they do all of these, um, you know, charity events and all of these things, you know, with other WWE superstars. And I think, you know, it kind of does kind of, you know, make you not it kind of lifts your suspension of disbelief, right? Um, versus if they had like, you know, you could just follow their, like the Seth Rollins or the Roman Reigns official, like Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, that would be much easier. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, my retro wrestling recommendation of the week is the uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. I just changed it after the conversation we had at the top of the show. This is WrestleMania 21 from the Staples Center in Los Angeles. And this was the kind of the crowning moment for Edge here as he stepped into like the kind of the main event picture. And uh, an awesome ladder match between you know, Chris Benoit, who was just in the main event of WrestleMania the year before. You know, Chris Jericho was, you know, the first ever undisputed champion. Christian, we had Shelton Benjamin, who was there basically for for awesome high spots and going th- off the ladder and doing crazy shit. And Kane was in it, too, to be like the big guy just tossing everybody around. So it was a damn good ladder match. Uh, Edge won it. I think he eventually won the title off of that. And uh, he was off to the races being one of the top heels in the company before he had to retire. So it was a, a really good Money in the Bank ladder match. I think this is what the, probably the match that spurned them to think like, hey, let's just do this as like our own pay-per-view. Um, yeah, it was the first ever, right? That was yeah. the, um, yeah. So definitely, I love them. I love Money in the Bank. I think I, I love the concept. I love the Money in the Bank, like having the, you know, the stipulation where you can cash in at any time. I think it definitely adds a layer of excitement to wrestling. Um, and obviously one of the most famous Money in the Bank cash-ins of all time happened by my favorite wrestler, Seth Rollins. So I'm a little bit partial to, to Money in the Bank for sure. I had to think earlier today, like, who the hell won Money in the Bank last year? It was Strowman, but it was so uneventful. Oh, yeah, Ma- and monster boring. in the bank yeah, yeah. i think, I think he bank. like he did the thing where he like i'm gonna call i'm gonna challenge you next month is when i'm gonna like i hate that the, the, the whole point of the money in the bank is when you don't know what's gonna happen yeah he was trying to do like the john cena like you know the the right thing and like tell the person ahead of time like you know i don't need to surprise you because i'm a monster um but i think that's what makes it cool is like you're a monster and you just like show up and you're like okay i'm taking you down right now you know yeah, yeah. um but yeah, we 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 could go down an entire an episode of the 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 rise and fall of Braun Strowman, but we won't do that this week. Maybe we'll do that for our Patreons uh, one week. The rise and fall of Braun Strowman. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> we, we didn't we didn't talk about this being the show, but we we have a bunch of retirements to talk about. Rob Gronkowski retiring from the NFL. Mm-hmm. We we had the Bellas retiring from whatever they do in the ring on uh, Total Divas. And yeah. uh, your boy Conor McGregor retired from MMA, which uh, which is kind of hard to believe. But I'm 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 trying to think of which one of those is going to appear on WrestleMania first. Um, I don't know. I would say I I, I was talking to Heel Husband about uh, Conor McGregor coming to WWE, and he was like, "Well, why would he?" You know, and I'm like, "But why wouldn't he?" You know, in my in my Mark mind, I'm like, "Why wouldn't he come here?" You know, it's amazing. Um, and I would love to see Conor McGregor shake things up here. Um, but who knows? I mean, he's wiping his butt with $100 bills. He doesn't need the money, you know. And he's not like a huge – like, you know, Ronda doesn't need the money either. But she's not – she's was a huge WWE mark. So, you know, it, this was kind of like one of those, like, dream situations versus Conor. Like, I don't think he really follows what's going on in the WWE. I don't think so either. And I think – um I think Gronk will probably be the first one to show up at some point and, and probably team with Mojo Rawley and some kind of like maybe a WrestleMania next year or something like that. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't think that Connor's going to ever get back into the octagon. I mean, the guy is worth, you know, hundred hundreds of millions of dollars. Why would you get punched in the face for real? I don't even know. Because you like it because they like it. They wouldn't be fighters if they did. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like it, it, it's, it's on. money, but at the same time, like there it's, 
it's a blood sport, you know. I mean, these guys are just—they are clinically insane. It's, like, it you has know? to be a, a little, a little bit of that, really, because I mean, to have like, why would Brock Lesnar ever, ever flirt with going back there when he can be a wrestler and and travel less? And I mean, the training alone has got to be insane for something like that. Oh yeah, for oh, sure, man. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, let's let's get going. We have gone over our retro wrestling recommendations of the week. Well, let's get through a couple of our uh, listener mails. We have still a bunch from last week that we asked you guys for a bunch, and you gave them to us, and we didn't get to all of them last week, and I, I don't think we'll get to all of them this week, but don't blame us for that. That's a good thing. I have one for Sheena from our buddy Marco Denton. He's a Patreon subscriber. He says, I recently started collecting NECA figures. I blame Sheena for this. LOL, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, being a fan of horror movies, the first two that I purchased are the GameStop exclusive Friday the 13th and a Nightmare on Elm Street figures based on their video games. My question for Sheena is two parts. How, do you, how did you start collecting NECA figures? And where are some places that you have been the most successful in finding them? So NECA, yeah, I love NECA figures. And I only, I exclusively, like NECA makes amazing figures of all sorts. You know, I mean, we have the NECA turtles and things like that. But like personally, like my personal collection, I collect only the horror um, NECA figures. Because again, you have to limit yourself somewhere because, I mean, you could really, really, really go down a rabbit hole even with NECA. You know, it's like, they're like Mattel. They're like so expansive in like what they create that like, you know, and I, and I limited myself to only getting NECA ultimate figures too. That was another thing. I was like, you know, you got to just get the, the NECA ultimates. Cause if you start getting like the different, you know, uh, the different types of figures, like you can open yourself up to so many. Um, but I, um, I find them mostly at target, um, and eBay, you know, like th those are the two places that I've been able to successfully find them. I think heel husband got me a couple off of Amazon, um, when he was ordering me a few. So I think Amazon and, um, Target is where I've been the most successful. And obviously they have those ones at GameStop, like you saw. Um, they're pretty sick too. Like he said, they're based off the video games. And when you open the the uh, Friday the 13th, it like plays the theme from the uh, the video game. So that's pretty mage. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, the ones that have eluded me that I would really, really love, they're not Ultimates, but they are, um, you know, the Devil's Rejects, and like House of a Thousand Corpses, like Firefly Family, um, if you're familiar with those movies. I really, really, really want those NECA figures, like, you know, Otis and Baby and, um, you know, Captain Spaulding. Like, you know, those are the ones that I want. But man, they're like going for mage money on, uh, on the eBay. So, you know, maybe one day, but... Yeah, they are. Those are the ones that have eluded me, but I, I do love me some NECA ultimate figures. Very nice. Cool. That's a good question. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Marco. I love to, yeah, I always thanks, wondered, Marco. I wondered about that stuff because I've, I've, I haven't gotten into those figures and I hope to never get into them just because it's one more thing that would uh, drain the old, uh, bank account but they they the when you post them on your instagram story they look pretty badass that oh the, my the gosh, halloween yeah. one you posted uh, i think yesterday or today was really cool the cool thing about neca is like one the detail on the neca figures like is is you know like unmatched like they are just so incredible with like the details that they put in their figures and they kill it with the accessories i think that's the biggest thing especially for people who do like fig photography and stuff like that like having all of those accessories like even little like minor stuff that you like are like oh my god i cannot believe they included that you know like in one of my nightmare on elm street uh like dream warriors figures like they had um a little freddy krueger puppet that you know was just a small part of the movie I mean, it's very iconic part of that movie but it was just like a small segment of the movie and they included that in the thing and i was like this is like the whole reason for me to buy this figure because it comes with this 
accessory that's super cool. So yeah, NECA, like I said, they always bring the heat with like the details and the accessories. And their packaging is sick too. This is not a uh, listener question. This is a Phil, Phil question for Sheena. If uh, Mattel ever lost the license, I think the fully posable guy said it's the, I think it's 2021 that Mattel... Yeah, loses the license or or their their contract is up with with the WWE. Would, mm-hmm. would would NECA be the company that you'd want to see grab that, or is there somebody else out there that you think would do a good job with it? Well, first of all, I'm gonna go ahead and make a statement here, right here, right now, that if Mattel ever loses the the license, I'm done collecting like elite style figures. Like I'm 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 not opening up any more like any more rabbit holes. I'm gonna I'll finish and complete the uh, the you know, collection that I have. And then we're like, we're done. We're out of the game. Like we might do retros or something like that, but like, I'm not going to mix mediums, you know, I'm not going to be like half, you know, um, NECA WWE figures and like half Mattel elite figures. Like I just can't, can't do that. Um, but I would, NECA would be super cool. Like McFarlane would be super cool. Um, yeah, I think that, I think those would be the two that I would, I would think would do the best job with, with WWE figures. Cool. All right. Uh, all right. And Sheena, I think you have one question for me from one of our Patreon subscribers. Yeah. This comes in from, uh, Bob Ziegler. He says, Phil, I believe you mentioned you used to host a ball. A ball. Are you okay? Did you yeah, fall over? No, this is chair. This always like when I try to lean back, it has no like, you know, where chairs, <laughs> it's like one of those computer chairs. It usually has a thing where it stops like at a certain point. It doesn't let you break your neck, but this one, I forget that it does not have that. And I almost, you're like, back. you're like Michael Scott. You need a, you need a new chair with some lumbar support. Exactly, yeah. uh, you need one of the kush, kush, kush chairs um i'm glad you're okay thank you thank you so, so this says i believe you mentioned you used to host a baltimore ravens podcast what has it been like transitioning from covering football news to commentating on wrestling and figure news i used to follow football very closely spending a lot of time each week prepping my fantasy teams over the past few years my interest has shifted over to wrestling although i don't participate anymore i loved fantasy football because you picked your guys and cheered them on um i find figure collecting is satisfying in similar ways my fig fed is my team toy hunts are like the waiver wire and finding a deal is like making a slick trade etc um most importantly you need to stay informed to really enjoy the hobby which is why i love podcasts like yours um the real life bros jeff and scott which we know they host a fully posable podcast and then the major bros um so that was yeah that's your question so how how has it been transitioning from talking about football you know and being really involved in that product to like you know talking about something that has no season which is wrestling yeah i've i've talked about this on the show a little bit but i'll go a little bit more in depth i've really enjoyed it the last time i recorded a podcast was i think the beginning of january we haven't done anything since then I've kind of left my co-host in the loop a little bit. He's uh, he's super chill. He's like, oh, whatever, man. I know you got a lot of stuff going on. His wife, I think, is pregnant right now. I don't know if I should be saying that, but nobody knows him here, so it's okay. <laughs> but uh, he, he's kind of like got his own stuff going on, so he's not too too worried about it. But, you know, it, it was all of last season. It was even, a, you know, as we started starting the details for this podcast, I, I really got – less and less interested in it i don't know what it was the 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 wrestling the wrestling community is so welcoming whereas the the football fans and 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 just the community of people especially here in baltimore where you know we have a new quarterback and it's it really turned into kind of almost like a race issue between our you know joe flacco was on his way out now we have lamar jackson who i absolutely love and he was getting shit on it at the time just you know he was a rookie he was struggling but that's besides the fact but and it's just very you know 
me and Sheena can do this, and we're, we're at an hour and 22 minutes right now. We thought we had nothing to talk about here, and this is something that I, I look forward to talking to Sheena and doing this show every single week, and even if it's even if we think we have nothing to talk about, we always find some cool stuff to talk about. And uh, football, it's just, you know, it's, 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 it is different every single week, but it's not. I mean, I feel like I, I've, I don't listen to sports talk radio anymore. I, I don't follow the NFL Network anymore. I, I've, I've really have transitioned to really doing this show and focusing a lot of my energy into it. And a lot of that is because I just, you know, Sheena knows I just don't have the time with a with a job and a kid and and other stuff going on. I would love to be able to have time to focus on both of them, but uh, I I've really rekindled my love of wrestling and wrestling figures by by hosting this show with you and i i enjoy it more and more every single week and i think we always find some cool stuff to talk about and we have some great listeners and you know it's uh i have people i post a picture on our twitter account like hey i need i need this figure and i get five people responding and telling me they have it or they know somebody that has it and they'll send it to me and now you know it's just it's just a really cool community and everyone's kind of we all, we're all into the same shit we all are the same you know we're all into the same stuff we all kind of know what what uh what drives the other person we all kind of uh are, are, are bonded over that so you know i i i don't know if i'll get back into doing the ravens podcast at all I, I don't really have any plans to i haven't made a formal announcement on that but uh i i enjoy doing the chick foley show and i think i think we're just we're only getting started yeah, you know, I was the same way. I I loved, you know, if you knew me, even like, you know, up until like two, three years ago, I was like such a football junkie. I ran my, you know, fantasy football league. I was the commissioner of our league every, you know, every year. And it was just something that was super exciting. But over the past couple of years, it's just, for me, football has just kind of lost its luster. I feel like something has happened in the game that's just kind of like taken the excitement out of it for me. First of all, the Falcons have broken my heart one too many times. And there's a difference. Like it's so crazy because when I get invested in football, like what like the the losses hurt so much more in football than they do. Like if you know if Seth Rollins loses at WrestleMania, yeah, I'm gonna be like extremely disheartened and like, you know, upset. But it's a different like when the when the Falcons lost the Super Bowl, like I like it literally made me like physically ill and, you know, made my stomach hurt. And I was like, how could I feel this way about a sport that literally has like nothing to do with me? You know, like these people don't go home and think about Sheena's problems. And here I am, like so invested in this in football that it made me sick (laughs) to my stomach. No, I I hear you. So and it's just I feel like football like it you're always going to be entertained with wrestling. Even if you're mad at the product, even if you want to crap on it or whatever, like you're still there to be entertained and you know, there's like, they're, they're working toward a specific outcome. And with football, like it's just gotten so crazy over the last few years with all of the things that have happened and all the politics and all of the concussions and all of these things that are kind of making a football, a different game than what we once knew. Um, that yeah, it is way more fun to invest in wrestling and you know invest your time and energy into into a product that's constantly evolving, constantly changing, and I, I love it. Yeah, and I can go back and watch a uh, wrestling. You know, I'll go back. I went the other night. I watched WrestleMania 10 over again after something to wrestle with. Did a show on it, and I can't go back and watch an old football game. I have no like once I know who wins, I I cannot get into it. I can't. Now, there's a, there's, yes. a, there's a couple maybe. I mean, a, a Super Bowl win here or there maybe will get me excited, but I can't just go back and watch a, a Week 10 Ravens game and uh, get excited as I would for watching something from my childhood. So that's I, that's the difference. But that's a great question, Bob. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, thanks. That was a good one.
Uh, we'll read the rest of those questions, maybe not even next week, because we have a pretty big show. We will be talking yeah. about WrestleMania and previewing that. Uh, we we will get. Uh, well, we do have to talk about our, our flash giveaway that you did for some chalk line shorts. Who who won those bad boys? Oh my gosh! So well, the our our good buddy Big Mouth AJ actually ended up with the shorts. I actually I sent those out today, but we did a flash giveaway on Chick Foley, um, where you know we had had a we had had a botched incident with WWE Shop where they sent us the wrong chalk line shorts. We ordered a new pair that were white with gold hearts they sent us an old pair um you know that had already that we already had so that was the thing we already had this pair of shorts so we you know no need to have two pair of Shawn michaels chocolate shorts so and they refunded us um so we got to keep the shorts for free so we were like you know what let's do something nice for the marks on this beautiful tuesday um and we we told them like hey whoever can tell us what, what the first ever retro recommendation uh that we provided on the chick foley show podcast was you know we'll win these shorts right so they hit us back up, and it was actually uh, Royal Rumble from 1992. Uh, and our buddy Bean, at Bean, B-E-A-N-D-N-D, was the winner. He guessed it first. Uh, and then he, we hit him up, and we're, like, asking for his address. And we told him, you know, the shorts, the short size actually wasn't going to work for him. So he was, like, he was super cool. He was, like, oh, yeah, no worries. Like, bummer. But, you know, we don't treat our fans like that. Like, you know, he he knew. He knew his Chick Foley knowledge. So we were, like, no. You know what, Bean D&D? We're going to hook you up um and so we gave him a uh we sent him a chick foley show t-shirt um just for for knowing his chick foley show knowledge and then we gave it to the we gave the shorts to the second winner which was big mouth aj so we had two winners we had to make two people's day uh which was super exciting we give away so much cool stuff on this show man we're going to continue to do that i love doing that stuff we're going to give away i have a wrestling figure to give to one of these people that sent us these uh listener questions which we will do uh very shortly but uh shout out to our buddies at fully posable they are doing a cool tournament i think it's what marcho madness where they're doing the yeah. uh, the twin packs yeah the any two packs, packs. Mm-hmm. yeah so uh, give a shout out to them they their episodes drop on sunday night or monday morning i would definitely recommend checking those guys out and uh, any other uh, Instagram or Twitter accounts or anybody you want to plug? Not today, man. We have so many friends of Chick Foley. I could spend all day talking about all the people that we love. But, um, you know, thanks for listening, guys. We we love it. Thanks for supporting the show. Make sure you listen, subscribe, rate, review. It really helps us out. And remember, if you do uh, leave us a rating and a review by next week, you are going to be entered to win that Sami Zayn and Kane figure. So, again, giving out all kinds of cool stuff to you guys. All you got to do is help us out, show us a little bit of support. And, uh, you know, we, we, keep, we keep doling out the prizes to you guys. So uh, definitely check us out on patreon we have so much cool content over there you can find the link in the chick foley show bio um and then we have our pro wrestling shop and you can cop yourself a nice little tea like our buddy at bean dnd nice and uh also i want to get some some folks some interaction on next week's show i want to know your favorite wrestlemania moment if you want to uh post it to uh the twitter account it's at chick foley show or you can post it to at chick foley on instagram but whatever you want to do we'll read some of those next week on the show here or you can even email them to us at askchickfoley at gmail.com uh we appreciate it folks we are almost here next week we will be previewing wrestlemania we'll talk about some some great wrestlemania moments and where we're going to be spending wrestlemania what our plans are for that so uh stay tuned folks we'll be back here next week uh for sheena i am phil gentile stay classy marks we'll talk to you soon You know, 
Yeah.